Hey! We've made it! We're back! We have made it this week. We've had a lot of people ask. We're yeah. like, what, what's going on? They're, they're like, oh, hope all is well. Like, <laughs> hope you haven't died. Like, um, we're not dead. Uh, we is here. We are here uh, later than normal in the week and in the hour. You know, it's just life, Chris. It's my fault, really. This is what happens when Chris just puts his livelihood ahead of Snarf Talk. I don't understand where that comes from, but maybe one day I'll understand. You know, it was just kind of a crazy week. It was. It was a busy week and also an incredibly frustratingly depressing week oh, early on. frustratingly <laughs> depressing. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we got all that rain, and then we kind of came out of that. It wasn't mm-hmm. that much rain. And got no, back, got back to planting after a little bit of a break, which mm-hmm. was nice. And you plant beans, right? No, I was planting corn. But you do plant beans. I, I do plant beans, yeah. yes. Right. Not Heinz variety. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, finally get back in the field, get excited, you know, because mm-hmm. I got some stuff planted early. Yeah. Not, not sure about how that's going to do. We'll figure it out. It's pretty cold. Yeah. Let Mother Nature do But I got thing. enough done where I'm like, when when this break, after this break of rain and cold weather, like I'm golden. I'm just going to oh, knock yeah. this stuff out right away. We're going to hammer it in. And then my planter decided to not cooperate. And it just had like an entire day, <laughs> one entire day where I got tiny acres planted, broke down, went back to back and forth the field maybe six to seven times. Really? Yeah. Just to like see if it worked? Yeah. And then come back, break down, go back out, fix it. Go that's, back out, break down again, go back, fix that problem. That's rough. Yeah. And then so Thursday, when we were supposed to record, was when that was all happening. Yeah. And I felt like my entire life was flying out of control. <laughs> Just everything. And I'm texting Marley. I'm like, it's over. We're done. <laughs> my life. <laughs> I'm like this planner. It's never going to run. It's the last week of April. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're through. We're completely screwed. I'm like, I have no idea what's wrong with it. Oh, you didn't? I mean, I fixed a lot of diff. I fixed like six separate issues with the planner on <laughs> okay. that same day. And then was still like having new issues pop up. And I'm sure there was some sort of synergy at play as why those problems were occurring. Do you think like one fixed problem caused the yeah. other? Yeah. I mean, I think it was a, it was a whole, yes, like mm-hmm. a snowball effect. Yeah. So anyway... That was like Thursday, and then Thursday night, and then fr- Friday morning, first thing, I'm like, I got to be at the John Deere store at like 6 a.m. Yeah, and the John Deere store. I'm going to be the first one in the door, <laughs> and I think it's this part, which is a half-width disconnect clutch. Which That's I, what I thought it would be. I just put two brand new ones on about 200 acres ago. Okay. After fighting with these things for three years they're okay so they're these little clutches right that drive the planter and they have yeah. little electric um things in there that when they energize it will stop the planting from occurring sure so like when you get to the end it'll shut off the planter yeah when you start going it'll pop it back on so i've been fighting these things for years and just going in open them up tinkering with them to make them work and finally this year i was having problems with them right out the gate. I'm like, I'm, had it. I'm buying like, brand new ones. I'm through with you. Yeah. I'm done. And they're 1300 bucks a piece. I mean, they're not cheap. Pretty cheap. And so that happens. And then I go plant like 200 acres. And I'm like, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in yeah. my life. 
It's complete. I don't have to deal with these bullshit 20-year-old clutches anymore. And then, bam, have a problem again. So anyway, I go wow. there. This so is... I, I went to John Deere in the morning. Okay. Who's he? He's a man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> in Dwight? Yeah, in the right. Dwight. And then I had to drive to Watsika to get the part. And then I drive back to Mazan, put it on, and then proceed to plant 200 acres that day with a 12-year-old planter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it worked well. Yeah. And it's continuing to Fixed. go today. Yeah. I mean... So far, yeah. Knock on wood. Knock on that wood. So, yeah, and I planted today. And so I'm I'll like tomorrow, I could be done planting corn. Nice. If I put in a long day. I got some traveling to do, but I got to go down to old Dwight. You got to go to Dwidget. Yeah. Mm, that's a rough ride. Dirk says, mine is still in pieces on the shop floor. <laughs> got to get after that. We won't comment. Got uh, some nice weather coming up. Yeah, this week's going to be really nice. Well, except for... Wednesday and Thursday when it rains. You know what? Just to get away from all of this, you need to go buy Bitcoin. That's what Vic has told us every episode yeah. for the last eight weeks, I That's think. Fine. And if you just would have gotten into Bitcoin earlier, you wouldn't even the have to The last time he was on here, it was like 65000 And then the day after that, it went to 55000 Oof. So if you listened to him last time, you would have lost some You would have lost some cash. But it, it can go back up. Who knows? Some digital cash. We're not investment advisors. I've never thought of myself as being <laughs> one, no. And I wouldn't tell you to, but that Doge, that Dogecoin is going through the roof. There you go. People are getting real rich off of it. Getting like 84 bucks, 85. Yeah. You know, for investing like $2. Big time. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's big time. Dirk says hopefully uh, Tuesday. Tuesday's it. It's going to be 80 degrees and sunny, windy. I don't know. I never. How do you know the wind? What 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 do you get for your weather? I just feel like you're so in depth in your weather forecasts. I use like I use Weather Underground. Okay. And I use an app called Dark Sky. I got that too, but I just never. I guess I'd never noticed I the weather spend trends. Like half of my life looking at weather. So, do you? <laughs> yeah. This time yeah. of year, yeah. Yeah, we have very different. Spend like one half of my life looking at weather, and the other half looking at the uh, grain markets. I look at a lot of memes and <laughs> things like that. A lot of relaxing things, non-stressful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I have a good time in life, you know? T-ball pictures this morning. It worked out perfect because it was drizzling this morning. And so you didn't have to be in the field. You could be there for I could be there without being, like, full of anxiety. Can and, I then just... it, and then it quit raining, and then I got out, and I planted 80 acres. Let me just say real quick. You have the blue team. Carolina blue. Yeah, how'd you get that color? Um, Who picked that? Well, it was the last one left when I was picking colors. <laughs> okay. There was purple and Carolina blue. You couldn't even, like, they wouldn't allow navy blue or, like... Uh... Yeah, they have a dark blue team. Oh, they do? It have was a... picked. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Hmm. So I was it's the just... last one to show up at the <laughs> T-ball draft. Of course you were. But I was still 10 minutes before it started. And by the time I walked in the door, all the teams were picked and all the colors were picked. Oh, so you just kind of got stuck with that. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I was going to say, not, like, it's not like, a great color. It's not a great color. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a great color. I thought it would be all right. I'm like, Carolina blue, like the Carolina Panthers? Like, that could be all right. Yeah. But like Tar Heels. really you know? light blue. It is. It's, very, it's like baby blue. Yeah. I wouldn't call it, Car I didn't know Carolina blue was a thing, but it's like baby blue. Um, and for kids, 
Yeah, I can see. Like, it's cute for kids. I don't know. It's not for you. Well, you know, <laughs> it's my daughter's on the t-ball team. Yeah. It's kind of a girly color. She looks great. Yeah. She looks great in her uniform. Yeah. Really cute. But then again, she looks cute in most things. So the color doesn't really matter. It's just not your thing. Well, you know, I agree to disagree. I think I can make any color work. Okay. I can pull off any color, really. How come you weren't in the Mustang pictures then? Uh, because I wasn't going to be in a blue <laughs> shirt while everybody's wearing said, red. You're like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to blue it up. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, my God. I don't want to blue that thing up. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I was like, please don't blue it up. There was a million kids in that room and a lot of bats. Yeah, way too many bats. You were like the bat. I was wrangling bats. You were the legitimate Batman. I'm like, do we need every kid to bring their own bat for the pick? Can we just have one bat that every kid uses? I said that when I left the house today. I was like, I looked at Amy and I was like, does he need to bring, do we need to bring a bat or a glove or anything? I I feel like we don't. And she's like, no, everybody's supposed to bring a bat. It's like, I'm positive other people are going to bring a bat or there will be at least one bat there that he can hold. No, he's got to bring his own. So we bring it, and then we get in there, and it's just clanging. (laughs) (laughs) Little kids are just dropping bats everywhere, all around, bats flying all over. Chris gets in the way of things. Like once our Mustang team comes up for pictures, they get their picture taken. They come by Chris, and he immediately yanks a bat out of their hands. I mean, everybody's just like, these kids are out running around, and I'm like, our team, we're going to line up in a single file line. Yeah. No, it was One at a time, and then when they cut out, I'm taking their bat away. Because when I first got there with the Pinto team, it was absolute chaos. That's why I never even came over to you. You were sitting on the other side. I don't. I, don't, I couldn't navigate through the room to get to you. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I didn't want to try to navigate. I didn't even want to try to. I didn't really want to be there. But it, it was just absolute chaos. All these little kids running around. Grant needed to get his uniform on because we didn't get it till we walked in the door. And then he all of a sudden had a problem with. He didn't want to take his shirt off to put the uh, uniform on. It's like, Grant, it literally doesn't matter. He's like, can I hide in the kitchen? It's like, okay. So we went in the kitchen, and then he was, doing, he was like, had his hands like on his chest and everything. I said, Grant, you're a boy, and you don't wear clothes at home ever. Like you run around outside with no clothes on. It's not a big deal. So then we get his uniform on, and he was having like a meltdown because it was just too big. This uniform's too big. His life was ruined. And he didn't want to leave the kitchen for that. I was like, well, you have to come out. And then I started getting aggravated. I'm yanking him around by his neck to go get pictures. And he ended up being fine. But there were so many kids around there dropping bats and running around in the beginning. I couldn't handle it. Once it was structured over by the Mustang, everything was good. Yeah. It was good. Thanks for that. Yeah. You calmed me down. You know, I'm a good parent. Jerry. You are much better than I. <laughs> much better than I. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but we got a big podcast birthday happening. We do? Tomorrow. Whose is that? Mr. Jerry Snyder. It is mine. Tomorrow or yesterday. If you're listening to the audio podcast, it the happened yesterday. of Snarf. I am the Snuff of Snarf. <laughs> yes. I'm the big 3-4, three, Chris. 34, 34 years old. Man, if I could only go back in time and be 34 again. It's unbelievable. It's a whole different world. Really? Yeah. I just feel like the further I get into my 30s, and I know this is like cliche, but the more and more my eyebrows and ear hair grow. 
<laughs> to the extent that I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think I'm not joking. I like I've I have never some, noticed that. I have so. some pretty severe eyebrows. I, I don't know if you're watching the video, you can see. But these things grow faster than anything on my my head. I have to trim these all the time. And I fear that I've I'm never trimmed my eyebrows. Before. I have to constantly trim my eyebrows because they will grow just like up at the top here at the peak at these these stiff peaks up here. Yeah. Um, the hair on those will grow longer than anything else. You should leave it and wax them. No, that's that's what I was going to say. I fear I'm going to be that man in McDonald's that you've noticed sitting over in the corner with just hair out of his ears and his eyebrows are like wild and you're like, you have to see that, right? You, he, that man has to see those things. I'm going to get to the point where I just don't care about it anymore and I'm going to let it grow and I just, it is what it is. And I'm going to be that weird man sitting over there with his small coffee that's too hot to drink <laughs> with hair on his, like just wildly out of control on his eyebrows and in his ears. What else are you going to get? Just a coffee? Maybe a hash brown. Sausage burrito, maybe? At that age, no way. Picante sauce? Couldn't. It's so good. That I stuff wouldn't is be like able crack. to handle that. I had some. I um, never get the picante sauce with the sausage. Oh my God. I never get it. You're not living. That's the only reason to get it. I love those burritos. They're so good. Yeah, they're fine, but the sauce, it's on fire. Really? It's the best. Hmm. I'll have to try it. I just changed your life. You might have, but either way, that's what I worry about as I age into my 30s. You know, next year, what's it going to be like? Am I going to have to shave my eyebrows every other day? Because at this point, I already feel like it's out of control. Have you gotten to the point of age yet where all you think about is your imminent death? (laughs) Um. No. Like, no. oh, it's almost over. It's it's almost done. Nope. It must be 35. Have, when you get to 35. I have had thoughts like that where it's like... I've, I've wasted it. It's gone. <laughs> yes. You've <laughs> wasted so many years and they just keep going. What I think about a lot as I've aged is um, like where... So I, I try to put my age as to where my parents were or... They were like adults. Even teachers or something like... And you're basically a child. Well, what I'm realizing is, yes, like our parents and teachers and everybody, anybody that you saw as an adult, as a child is still just exactly the same. You're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like nobody really knows what's happening. Nobody really knows an answer to things. You just kind of I do make it up as you go. I know a lot of stuff. You act like you do very well. <laughs> but most of the time it's like. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. There are some questions kids ask you that you do not have an answer for that you make up on the spot, and they're going to go the rest of their life believing that until told otherwise. Isn't that weird? I mean, I guess I've never experienced that because I just kind of in- instinctively know the answers you to don't, all questions. You don't. No, you don't. There have been questions asked of you. Like what? That well, I can't specifically say what question has been asked of you, but I guarantee you in your life, you've had a question asked of you that you were not sure of, and you just gave an answer that you thought sounded good. You're like, that's uh, this. Yeah. Because I feel like you do that almost every Thursday. <laughs> no, no. You're not giving me enough credit. No, I'm not. Uh, but I certainly am not going to give myself enough credit because I don't need any. I do this every day. Every day of my life, I'm basically just saying, I, I feel like it would be this thing. Not knowing 
whether that's the right answer or not. And then we just all go about our days. And if it doesn't work out, <laughs> sorry. If it does, told you. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the way I live my life. That's good. That's and I feel like a lot of adults do that. Yeah. I mean, you're an adult. I think they say that. People what say you, that. What do you... I just don't Internally, feel like, what age do you feel? I do not For feel... For real. No, I'm serious. What age do you feel inside? That's weird. That's a weird question. Because I, I guarantee it's not 34. It's not 34 at all. I feel low 20s. Low 20s? Yeah. I, I don't feel low 20s anymore, but I definitely feel like upper 20s. So physically, recently I started running. Two days ago. Okay. <laughs> so Real recently. Real recently. <laughs> I've ran two miles in two days. Okay. And I'm going to try to keep doing this because I have to start moving this. Dude, I have to do Failing the body this around. This is a big problem. So down the road from me is Ghanem's house. Their first set of pine trees is exactly half mile from my house. All I'm trying to do is run to that point and come back. That's all I've been doing because I'm so out of shape that I can't physically even do that. <laughs> So I'm working up, you know, like trying yeah. to do something. You should use the app Couch to 5K. <sighs> yeah, I just... It's yes. a great app. It's I know, free, I, I just think. never follow those. I never follow apps. I did the 100 push-up one. Anyway, so I'm doing that. So physically, I, I don't feel low 20s anymore, like at all. But the way I think yeah, that's about what I'm talking things... About. I'm talking about mentally. I guess I should say like mid 20s because we, we've talked about this before. Like at the age of 25 or 26, mentally things literally change. Yeah. It's a scientific, like proven thing. Your brain changes Your at 25. Prefrontal cortex finishes developing. Yes. So I would say there. I would say 25, 26, somewhere yeah. around there. Because before that, I, I, it's all a blur before that. But I was dumb as a brick. I mean, I was not dumb choices, as a brick, but I don't think I was very sober. Right. <laughs> I didn't have the college experience, but I I did have a regular like job and which was a swing shift and afternoons. Oof, when I'd get off my afternoon shift, Abe's was on the way home, you know. Yeah, I met you there a lot. That's where our fl- that's where, friendship blossomed. That's where it blossomed. It really did. <laughs> it really did. And over those dark pints of uh whatever that stout was. Um was it dragon's milk or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Dragon's milk. It sounds like something we drink. <laughs> <laughs> dragon's milk. Dirk said uh, he feels 67. <laughs> wow. That's really bad. Senior coffee, sausage Dirk. biscuit, strawberry jam, and, <laughs> and a knife. <laughs> yeah, that's... I can see Dirk being uh I feel like he's already the guy. year old man. I don't even know him, but I feel like he's already the guy that everyone stares at at McDonald's. He's definitely the oldest young man I know. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. So 25, 26, that's where I feel like I'm at. Physically, though, like I said. Oh, I'm no. It's a mess. Decrepit. <laughs> I am a decrepit 84-year-old man that has never moved in the last 10 you know, years. Sometimes I feel like I, and I don't want to, I'm even knock on wood on this one, but like sometimes I feel like I don't feel pain the way other people feel pain because I am not in shape. Right. Right. At all. And like if I do work out, I will be sore and that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But like I don't have these things that everybody talks about, like their back or their knees or. Neither do I. I don't have any of that. Their neck. People will be like, oh, my shoulder's really acting up. I'm like, and sometimes. 
I will think if I have if I sit down and really think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess my back does kind of hurt. I never have, I but used I don't to have notice it in my problems. daily life, like at all. And when I worked at the grain coming. elevator, um, and we were like shoveling a lot and lifting buckets out of holes with rotten grain a lot, my lower back would hurt often. And I was very young at this point, low twenties, because I started at the lock. Um, how old was I? It was when we got married, so 22. So I was super young, and I had my back hurt. Um, ever since I quit doing that job, though, it doesn't hurt anymore, and I don't have joint pain, back That's pain. That's why I think there's a benefit to not exercising. You just don't ever hurt yourself. I mean, doctors will tell you running <laughs> is not good for your knees. No, running is rough. I, I, and I don't have great knees. I had some issues in wrestling in high school and stuff where... So your knees hurt you, so you're lying. But they don't hurt me. That's the thing. It's just like I'm careful about them, but they don't really hurt me. Occasionally, I might tweak my knee, but it's not one of those things that I'm like... I think about. Like, if I hurt a part of my body, it's like, oh, I hurt that part of my body, and then I never think about it again. Oh, really? Obviously, either it doesn't hurt that bad... It couldn't. I mean, you still have pain. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's weird because everybody has a different pain threshold, right? Mm -hmm. But you have no idea what that is. No, you don't. People can sit there and be like, their whole life is crippled by some pain, right? And they're on painkillers and doing this. But to the next person, that might be no pain. Isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, it is. Because it's entirely subjective. And it could be such an intense pain that you've never experienced before that they're that's dealing with relatively 100% well. That's true as well. You know, and yeah, that's a really weird thing. I am terrible with seeing something, like even with a splinter, if I've got to dig a splinter out of my finger, if somebody else did it, it's not a problem. If I don't look at it and you dug it out of my finger, it's not a big deal. But if I physically have to sit here and do it, I think it's the worst thing in the world. And it doesn't necessarily hurt. It's just I don't like the fact that I'm digging in my own flesh. That doesn't bother me at all, but I do not like needles much or wrists. Like Wrists? What do you mean wrists? Deal with wrists. <laughs> but that, what? Like that whole part where all those veins are, like it just freaks me out. Man. Like if somebody was injured on a wrist? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's, I just thought you meant you don't like looking at wrists. I don't like like the thought of like if you had to get an IV through your wrist. Oh, really? That would be horrible. Why? It's nowhere different than the rest of your it body. It just makes my skin skin crawl. I don't know. Wrists are not, not they're not my thing. I had a like veins. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Never been a big fan of veins. Arteries, they're my jam. Giving, veins, like now. Blood. In fact, uh, like in the past, it's been <laughs> been some years now, but I never really did much with blood. Right? Never okay. gave blood. Oh, you didn't? No, not hmm. that I can remember. And then I went to Africa uh, a while ago, so I wasn't able to give blood for a long time, like ten years or something, from that trip. Mm-hmm. And that would have been like my prime bloodletting years. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I just never did, never really gave blood that much. Anyway. Man, um, if I could name this episode prime bloodletting years, I would. Um, anyway, so, and then I had some medical issues. Um, and so I had to get blood tests like once every four, six months. Okay. 
So I kind of got used to it. I'm like, oh, this is really not a big deal at all. No, it's not. And my it's veins are super easy. They're like on the outside of my arm. Right. So they don't have to... I don't like that part either. Like the, this uh, part. So the soft skinning. Yeah, the soft veiny stuff. I'm not... But mine, they get it out of the side of my arm. Yeah, mine too a lot of the time. And I'm like, oh, this is... I can deal with the side of my arm all yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. I had a big problem. I I had jabbed a uh, um, a treble hook directly into my hand one day uh like i had a couple fishing poles i was trying to put them in the back of the bronco they started falling and i like slid my hand down to to get them but they hit the pavement and my hand kept going and i just literally shoved the hook straight into the palm of my hand so uh nate was with me nate Nate bargazzi uh no close okay pagoda he's been on the show before yeah um, Nathan Klein and I held the fishing pole up with this in my hand and I was like how do you think I should get this out <laughs> and I was already like freaking out at this point because I knew there's no good answer to this you either yank it out or you push it through the other side and that's what Nate said he's like well you could try to pull it out he's like but it's a treble hook you know it's got a barb on it I doubt you're gonna pull it out he's like your best bet is just push it through the other side and we'll nip it off yeah He's super calm and nonchalant, like, whatever. Like, just push it to the other side. It's not a big deal. And I was like, didn't want you to tell me that. Like, I thought there'd be a better option. Like, it was just going to slide out. So I start pulling on it a little bit. I just start pulling and pulling and pulling, and then it starts burning. Like, my hand started burning. I was like, that's not going to work. I was like, I do have to push this through the other side. So he's like, I'll go get some nippers. He's like, you push that through the other side. I'll nip it off. That's going to hurt. And so I sat there and I did it. I pushed it through the other side, but, and it was a small treble hook. This is not a big thing. It wasn't like this big giant hook, but either way I sat there and I pushed the hook through my skin and I was so close to passing out. It was the worst experience on this little itty bitty thing. Not much bigger than a needle really in the grand scheme of things. My hand skin is tough. Anybody's hand skin is pretty tough. So it took a little bit of work to get it through, but I did. I popped it through. And then once I got it popped through, I was like, like, oh my gosh. And then Nate nips it off and we pull it out. He's like, that's it, man. You're done. Barely any blood whatsoever. But I had like, I got, I could feel like this rush out of my body. Like I was going to pass out because I had to physically do it. Again, I think I should have just had Nate do it real fast. Yeah. And push it through my skin and nip See, it that, off. That kind of stuff doesn't typically bother Man, me bothered too me much. So bad. I think. Like, you know, I don't know. I guess I haven't had a lot of procedures, but if I get like a cut, it doesn't really bother me too much. I'm, what Amy's told me, like being in the medical field and seeing like small procedures done to people, um, she she always laughs and said men are like the weakest people in the world. Yeah, every woman I know says that. But she's just saying it from seeing procedures done. Because I actually, I, now that I say that if other people did it, I wouldn't have a problem. That's false. I had like this big lump cut out of my shoulder last, last year. Um, and during that process, he had to go deeper than he thought. So he's cutting down deeper on my shoulder. And it's just like in, it's in his office he cuts down a little deeper and i felt it just one time i just felt one cut and i was like huh i was like don't do that again 
And he said, he's like, Ooh, I got to go deeper. And then he told me, he's like, you're going to feel these. And he started shooting me up, you know, with some more stuff, whatever it is to numb me up. And he goes deeper. And I did, I felt all of that. But since I felt the one cut, all of a sudden I start sweating so bad. I'm sitting there sweating and sweating and they could see it because immediately he's like, you need a, a cool rag or, you know, you need, you need anything. You all right. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I was not fine at all. I was having the biggest problem with this because I could hear him cutting my shoulder and I just like knew what was going on. I'm just such a wimp, Chris. Have you ever had stuff. to like, have you ever smashed a toe or a hand, you know, where you get, where it hurts unbelievably bad because the blood's pooling up underneath? Not to that extent. I, I've oh, splashed, really? uh, yeah, I've smashed a finger. I've smashed fingers to where I get a blood blister and stuff, but not to the point where I've had to like put a needle in it. Yeah, drill a hole. Is right. What I've done with a little tiny drill bit, and you heat it up, and you no. drill a hole and let the blood up. I'm telling you, it's it's super painful. Like I'm talking smash oh. to the point where your entire nail turns black and falls off. See, no, I never had that happen. Oh, that's the worst. My dad had it. I've seen my dad's fall off, but I've never had it that bad. Yeah. I'm just a lot more careful with smashing things. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Used to happen to me all the time. Hasn't in a very long time, so I must have gotten better at it. It was that frontal lobe. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Your yeah. frontal lobe changed. Um, Adam says, Abes and Gippers are dangerous. What is he referring to? Oh, when we were talking Honest about Abes. Honest Abes and, yeah, Gippers too out on Lorenzo. Listen, Gippers is definitely dangerous. Yeah. That's not a place you want to find yourself. No, it's it's literally dangerous. Like you will get shanked. Uh, when I was Nolan said, when I was a paramedic in Chicago, I was shocked at the twelve year old girls that would take it like a champ, and the forty five year old guys who would scream so loud only dogs could hear it. I'm telling you, the people in the uh, medical, no, I mean, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. For sure, they've all said like men just don't have that tolerance. You know, I mean, you do obviously. Your tolerance is more than no. I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't had a lot of injuries. I really have knock either. on wood, but again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had sinus surgery, um, like a nasal surgery in 2011. And I found out that my nose was broken at one point because, uh, Dr. Devonier. I'm like a hundred percent sure my nose is when I got this stuff going on. Smashed. A hundred percent sure I broke my nose because it still hurts. Oh, really? Like pretty bad. Yeah. Well, when I I hit it or even if my sunglasses are on and I bump my sunglasses, it like hurts. Oh yeah. So I'm pretty sure I broke my nose, but it isn't to the point where it even is visually. No. Looks like it's not crooked incredible. or anything. And I figured there's nothing they do about broken noses, right? They really don't. Oh. So I'm like, I'm not even gonna get so mine that. when he did, uh, he's like roto rootering my sinus cavities out, you know, so I could actually breathe. Um, and he told me he took out a bunch of cartilage inside my nose, and he's like, yeah, a lot of bone fragment in your cartilage. He's like, at some point you had your nose like smashed. It's like I don't remember that like if i did he's like yeah you did you did a lot of bone fragment there so well can i breathe now he's like you'll be able to much better (laughs) okay i don't ever remember a moment the only time that i could think of that i had bad things happen to my nose i got hit in the face with a baseball by greg johnson that's not fun a pitch it because i was standing up to bat um and the coach yelled at me, which was Greg's dad. And I turned to look at the coach. He was yelling something at me. And then the next thing I heard was, look out. 
And because Greg pitched the ball, and then I turned to look, and boom, hit me right in the face. Oh. And it was bleeding like crazy. Um, and then another time, my brother hit me with a football right in the face, and I fell down and hit the steps. We had concrete steps to our house, and my nose was bleeding from that. But I don't ever remember it being to the point where, like, I never even got black eyes or anything yeah. like that. So you wouldn't assume that your nose was broke. That's apparently it, it did get broke. Yeah, probably. I, uh, Dirk said Chris Harford, toughest guy in, in Morris. I, uh, I don't know about that. I just haven't had a lot of injuries, I think, until I blew my face up and then. And then crashed a motor, <laughs> uh, crashed a scooter. Those are like the until you became Scarface. Yeah, you really have become the legitimate Scarface. If those scars lined up better, it would look so cool. So my uh, if it came across straight. So some kids were over at our house today. Um, uh, Cash's friends were over there. Yeah, and the one kid looks at me, uh, who I don't know super well, David. Yeah, and he looks at me. He's like. What happened to your face? <laughs> Just like that. He's like, what happened to your face? And I'm like, I don't know. Man. Life, kid. <laughs> Just a lot of life happened right here <laughs> in a very short amount of time. Um, no, I don't. I, I haven't. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't had a lot of injuries. So we'll You've see. been lucky. Like I, I've never really broken until I just broke. I think this nose, I broke some fingers. but Oh, you have? Yeah, fingers. This finger's kind of screwed up. Oh, that it's a messed up finger. Don't show me that, that again. It's you don't ugly. like that? No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, anyway, it's funny. Uh, Adam mentioned something about kippers. Yeah. I got a funny story about kippers. Sure you do. So <laughs> I used to go there quite a bit because uh, we had a houseboat over at Harborside Marina, which is down the road. You did. And one time, me and one of our mutual friends were there, like, late, Drinking, okay. partying, yeah. having yep. a great time. And like the next thing we know, we'd been there, the bar closed. We were still there. Okay. Having a great time with all the bartenders and Oh, uh, they just left you in there? Yeah, they just left us there and all the bartenders were partying. Next thing I know, like it's the sun's almost coming up and we're still there. Oh man. And the owner, we were hanging out with the owner of Gippers, like till late. I think he's dead now. I think he died. That's too bad. But we were super late, and I remember talking with him, and me and my buddy were there, and him turning us. He was like, "Hey, you know, guys, it's real late. Like, I got like a couch in my office. If you guys want to come back to my office and sleep in the office." And we both looked at each other. We're like, "Nope, nope. I think we're gonna, (laughs) I think we're gonna leave now. (laughs) That's our cue. (laughs) Like, we're going uh, a mile down the road to the houseboat." Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird invitation. It was super weird. <laughs> never sleep in an office. You know, I you know, Gippers has a bad reputation, but I've never had any problems there. No? I saw I saw a lot of fights. I yeah. wasn't involved in them. I've only been there a couple times to be honest, and uh the two uh, maybe two or three times that I was there um I think one time I there was It was there, always a rowdy crowd. That ain't in the bad. Parking lot. That's not that big of a deal. You know, knife fights happen all the time. That, according to our media, they <laughs> happen just, all the time. It's, kids knife fight, yeah, guys. Kids just have knife fights. It's, it's just that's come on. That's what teenagers just do. They fight with knives. Have you ever seen like Rumblefish? Yeah, right. <laughs> or West Side Story? How do you grow up? You know, if you're not standing across from each other, if you're not knife fighting, what are you doing? Right. 
You didn't have a real childhood if you have a knife fought. Um, Yeah, that's weird. So we have Snarf Madness uh, coming up. Oh, but before, like and share the podcast, Yeah, hit the share button, please. That'd be great. Leave a review on iTunes or... Yeah, any of those things. But a big time share. If you could share this video, share our content that helps us out more than it's anything a nice else. podcast brought to you by modello especial mm, i got especial. it just for jerry's birthday thank you especial. i wanted something especial uh, th- this is it says it it's a special as it it's gets. as special as it gets but just like i tomorrow. almost i almost took it back when i brought it up to casey's checked out and they're like and i bought a 12 pack mm-hmm. and i go that will be 18 dollars i'm like what? 18 dollars it is? Yeah. 18 bucks. Get out of here. Wow. Why do they charge so much for that? I don't know, but it's good. It's good. That's a smooth beer. I mean, is it $18 smooth? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think it's it is. It's not Modelo Negro. Now, that's $18 beer. I've never had it. What? Well, I the think bottle I have, with the gold? No, I have had it, but I, I'm sure with you, but I don't remember how good it was. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, I think it had to What's do What's your with favorite it? Mexican beer? Do you, do you know a lot of them? No. Like, have you drink it, drunk, drank Soul? Nope. Uh, Pacifico? Uh-uh. Presidente? Nope. Tecate? I have had that. Uh, Corona? Yeah. It's not really Mexican. I don't like it. Huh. I don't like Corona. Tecate was fine. Modelo's good. Tecate is basically just like any American light beer. It is. Um, Soul is also basically that. I've it's never had Soul. I have seen line. that, though. I've seen Presidente, too. As soon as you said it, I could see the beer. Presidente is pretty good. Um, but I've never had it. Victoria. One time when we were hanging out in Mexico uh, with Oscar, the guy who sells sunglasses, De fake La, Ray-Bans. De Laurentes. No, we were hanging out with this dude that sells fake Ray-Bans on the beach. Yeah. And we got in with like the Mexican vendor crowd. So really? like, the beach closed, and we were hanging out with the Mexican vendor crowd for the night. And... Uh, they were just bringing five-gallon buckets full of Victoria beer. Five-gallon buckets? Yeah, just five-gallon buckets like full of beer. Just bringing them. And like we were, liquid beer or cans? Cans of beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like liquid in five-gallon buckets. Cans of beer. And we're literally just hanging out with all the vendors at this point. It's yeah. late. It's dark. Of course it is. So Oscar, who we hung out with like the whole week, who's the fake Rain Man guy, we ended up with just bags full of fake Ray-Bans to bring home. <laughs> At one time, uh, Alan, that was with us, he traded his... He, he really <laughs> liked Alan's uh, like swimming swim trunks. Okay. So he traded them for like 12 pairs of fake Ray-Bans. <laughs> anyway, it was hilarious. So Was this in Acapulco? It was. And uh, so the guy comes up that rents the four-wheelers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like midnight, right? And we're on the beach with these people hammered having a great time yeah and one of the guys that was in our group was just like hey can i ride that four-wheeler the guy's like i don't see why not (laughs) yeah well this seems like a good idea (laughs) (laughs) so he gets on the four-wheeler and he just is gone into the darkness (laughs) this is the guy that i was with friend of mine gone into the darkness and the guy just turns to me and these guys all spoke english but it was you know kind of broken english is like he coming back because I thought he was just gonna kind of go around in a circle. <laughs> right. He was gone for like an hour. No way. He rode miles. Why would he do that? Why did he just? Because it's midnight and you got a four wheeler <laughs> on the beach in Mexico. Why aren't you gonna ride it? And uh, yeah, 
But he did come back. He did. And uh, the other two guys... And you were still with, there? Yeah, we were still there. Okay. Well, I was there. The other two guys who were with left. They went back to the hotel, and I was there. And I had to go to the bathroom, so I apparently was walking to a bathroom rather than just peeing. peeing. Yeah. I don't really remember the details of it, but I left everything. My phone, my wallet. I had like hundreds of dollars of cash. I just left it all there and went to the bathroom, which was a long ways away. Okay. And I come back like 20 minutes later. This other guy's still gone on the four-wheeler. <laughs> and come back, get back. All the guys are still there partying. All my stuff's there. They're like, hey, let's party. No kidding. Yeah. People will have a misconception. Oh, horrible absolutely. misconception. They think, like, I, I can't, almost everybody I talk to, there's like Mexico, oh, you got to be careful, the crime and all this and that. And I go, they're just people, man. Right. They're no different than any they're, people. They're, people are thinking about like the inner Mexico City gangs. You know what I mean? Like, even that's that, what they I would think not about. be afraid, you know, be. Mexico City is a world class city. Is it really? Yeah. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. Well, I understand that. That doesn't mean it has to be world class. I just think that people have this idea in their head that is just completely misguided. Absolutely. And it's put there by the media. The media. Yeah. I don't know why, though. Because of the crime. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why. I mean, they, you, in certain parts, for sure. But certain parts, they see a lot of crime. There's and way more crime in Chicago than there is in the Yucatan Peninsula. But that's the only thing that's reported from there. Like, everybody knows there's beaches and whatever, but then the only thing that is reported is what happens at those resorts and beaches that you're going to go stay at. So there could be one incident. In My goodness. There could be one incident in the entire year, but the only thing that the U.S. is going to report on is that incident. And it's, it's at not the pl- even in a year. It's like in a 10-year period. Well, I know, but that's all they report on, and that's what you're going to hear, and they're going to be like, well, that's where we wanted to go stay. We wanted to go there, and it's riddled with crime. Yeah. No, it's really not. It's like a very small incident that happened. But also, what happened at Acapulco after you left? No, that was while we were there. Yeah, but then we get ho- you get home and find out about like everything that... Yeah, some people were decapitated. They weren't Americans. <laughs> 12 headless bodies found on the beach at Acapulco. No, 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 no. It wasn't 12. And it was like a, that was a, again, if you're not, it was a cartel thing. Right. The cartels, they a big weren't, deal. they're not doing it to American tourists. They weren't Americans. That's true. They know where their bread's buttered. The cartels own those resorts. Yeah, pretty much. But I just think it's funny that that specific incidents like we were there then you come home and you're like oh yeah a bunch of decapitated people Listen, found on the beach not a big deal <laughs> acapulco is not the great the best spot in mexico to be at the yucatan though like cancun and the riviera maya super safe really great place to be riviera great maya. roads great infrastructure don't you don't need to get on a bus at the airport that shuttles you to your closed-in resort you can just rent a house rent a condo on the beach you can rent a car you can drive around Done it many, many times. Very, very cool, chill place. Very low crime. Way less crime than we have here. Really? That, yeah, in, in the Yucatan. I want to go there. Yeah, I'll go there anytime you want to go. It's cheap. All right, let's you go. You get a Southwest flight direct from Chicago to Cancun for like 300 bucks. Really? Or less sometimes. I've gotten $200 flights there. Sometimes they're 400 whatever. Yeah. And rent a car and just go. Man, that sounds awesome. 
I have a condo. We should do that one do Saturday. <laughs> you can go for Just the weekend random. because it's like a two and a half hour flight. That's what I mean. I have every Friday off, so I mean I could take a Monday off and I got four day weekend. I mean, unfortunately, I don't go there in the summer. It's too hot. It would be. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I still, regardless of but time November, frame of we the can year, go. we'll go in November. I still have Fridays off. I have a good. I have a good, I have, I have a good a friend off. that lives down there, Carlos. Yeah, he's got a plane. And last time we were there, it's like a eight passenger plane. He's like, "You guys want to go for a ride?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes, of course." We flew up and down the coast of Mexico. We flew like up by Cuba. We looked at Cuba. We flew back. It's like, "You want to go to Cuba?" I'm like, "Yeah." It's open to U.S. <laughs> people now. It's I, always been open if you come from Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. I never thought about that. My dad parachuted out of an old Russian helicopter in Cuba after he flew his own plane there and landed. Wait, just like a few years ago yeah. he did that? Yep. He parachuted out of a helicopter? Yep. Like, no. Yes, like three or four years ago. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. They flew They flew wow. down there. Um, yeah, and they, were, they went on a... Went around Cuba for a while. Yeah, I, I remember like, him going like, to Cuba. He's like, don't go to Cuba. It's dog shit. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like 1950s America, but it, lesser than. It's just weird, weird communist stuff going on there. Mm. It's like, look over here, not over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. My uh, nephew was stationed in Cuba for six months, um, and but they couldn't leave the base. You know, he was in the mar- he's in the Marines. You can go down there, get some cigars. Didn't leave. I like the base. a cigar. I had a Cuban cigar when I was deployed. It was fine. They're fine. I like uh, Dominican cigars. They're just the same. Are like they really? Romeo and Julieta. I've had those, yeah, those when are, I went to... Those are Dominican. That's Yeah, I was in the Dominican Republic and had one of those on my honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just not a big... I mean, I like cigars. I'm more of a pipe guy. Oh. Remember when you used to smoke pipes? We did a lot. Oh. Hey, we have to do stuff. Yeah, we 45 do. minutes I'm in. Sorry. <laughs> we're doing Snarf Madness. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we need to. So what we're going to do with we Snarf Madness. We already lost most of the audience. So. That's fine. Uh, this isn't about them. Chris. No. What we're going to do with Snarf Madness tonight is we're going to do the Elite Eight and the Final Four. So we're going to leave you with the championship next week. Um, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. So we're going to do... Elite eight first. We're going to do top left, east bracket. East bracket. You have Batman Arkham games versus Spider-Man games. Um, again, we've talked about it at length. I love those Arkham games, the detail, all that kind of stuff going on in there. Uh, and until recently, it would have been a no-brainer for me until I played that new Spider-Man game. But um, I think that just brought it to a whole nother level. I can see that. And it's basically a very similar game with... They've got to be. And I just think playing as Spider-Man is just so much more joyous. So I'm going Spider-Man. Do you think Batman led the way for that, though? Like, led the way for a game to be like that? No, I don't think so, because honestly, um, those early Spider-Man games, um, which were fairly open world, swinging around New York, those were previous to that. You're right. So I think actually Spider-Man led the way more than anything. Right, and then just was enhanced by Batman and then came forward again with Spider-Man. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Spider-Man games. I have. I also have Batman, but I have Batman versus Halo. Um, Dirk's still here, by the way. And Hey, Dirk. We're doing Snarf Madness, buddy. 
Um, a lot of contractors go there. The Gippers. Oh, well, now they do because there's contractors all over because they're building a whole new natural gas power plant out there. Oh, yeah, well, that makes it's sense. It's big time. Anyway, I've got uh, Batman versus Halo. So Batman, obviously, yes, definitely holds a big-time place in my heart. The Arkham games are amazing. Halo also holds a big place in my heart because I absolutely love the Halo series. So this is a terrible matchup for me. This is a matchup that I wouldn't want to see, really. But then again, when you have a bracket challenge, you got to have the tough picks. Got to go. You've got, at some point, you're going to have two top-seeded teams up against each other to get to the championship. And I am going to turn the tables on a lot of people, and I'm picking Halo. I, knew, I figured you'd pick So Halo. it's just a way better franchise. You know, Batman is a very small They're fun. Thing. They're, they're very games. fun. Halo's I, a universe. It's great Batman story and Joker story. Like, incredible. If you want good Batman and Joker story, go to those games because it's some of the best. But in the way of video games, I mean, for me, Halo is so replayable. I want every one of them that comes out. It's just, that's where it's at for me. So Halo wins that one. All right. In my West bracket, I have Legend of Zelda games versus Mass <gasps> Effect. What did you just do? Jeez. I accidentally clicked my computer and... Uh, <laughs> Got onto our video. Are you still recording? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Legend of Zelda games versus Mass Effect games. This is a very, very difficult one for me because I've spoken at length about <clears throat> some of the best games I've ever played have been Zelda, mm-hmm. um, Ocarina of Time, uh, Majora's Mask, even Breath of Wild, which is an incredible game. Um, but Mass Effect has long been a, one of my favorite game series as well. So, tough matchup here. I At the end of the day, I have to go with what I like to play the most. Yes. So, not necessarily the nostalgic factor of, but like, what do I actually want to play the most? And for me, the choice is clear as mud. No, it's <laughs> clear. Uh, Mass Effect, for sure, all day long. I love playing those games. I love the story. Yeah. And I love the Zelda games, but... It's, I like the Zelda games for how, the, for like the, the fun adventure aspect of them. But it, you don't care about the story. You really don't. And, you know, the gameplay is fun. It's but not also, the same. it's kind of puzzly, right? It's, it's very puzzle based. Yeah. Yeah. And Mass Effect is like playing a movie. Absolutely, it is. So it is playing a movie, and a movie that I, is like exactly tailored to my likes. So, and it's got that RPG element to it, which Zelda never really has done no. all that much. Breath of Wild, a little bit. Breath of Wild's incredibly beautiful game, mm-hmm. a lot of fun to play. But again, I feel a little like it's a little light on the story aspect. So I'm going with Mass Effect because I like cinematic games. Cool. Awesome. I have, in my West bracket, uh, Guitar Hero versus MLB games. So this is where we diverge again, Christopher, because this shows my likes. I I mean, Guitar Hero has been the overall winner pretty easily through these 
uh, brackets and MLBs the same way. Like it's the overall winner in most things that it's matched up against because I played so much of it. Both of these games, I think I've played the most out of anything on this. Uh, like out of the entire bracket, I think I've played Guitar Hero and MLB more than anything else on here. So again, really rough pick, but it has to go to MLB games. Wow. I'm going to go with... Unbelievable. Yeah. It's going to go to... Is Nolan still on here? I'm sorry, Nolan. Um, There's a bracket buster right there. It is a bracket buster, but MLB games just... I, to this day... I mean, I guess if Guitar Hero was still being made, I would be looking forward to them as well. But then again, I've gotten rid of like all my Guitar Hero stuff. I could play an MLB game today if I wanted to, you know. Guitar Hero is a little bit of a one-trick pony. It is. It really is. I mean, it's the same thing every time you get it. Um, it the only difference is the songs that you get on the game. Right. But the gameplay and whatever's going to happen, I don't care about the lightning and the effects and the, you know, I just got a, like five stars. Don't care about any of that. I just want to play the game and feel like I'm playing a real guitar because I'm incapable of doing anything musically in regular day life. Right. And it made me feel like a rock star, you know? Uh, but MLB games, I mean, you, I've just, they're so replayable. They're so, in today's day and age, you can just upload new lineups to the games, you know? Like, I can't wait for that new show game to come out. I know. I feel like we're going to play that online. But we have to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it has to be MLB for me. It's just, it's just a better game. I love sports games, and it's all in all good. All right, there you go. So on my final four, on the left-hand side, I have Spider-Man versus Mass Effect. And I have Halo versus MLB games. All right. If we go to the south bracket, I got Star Wars games versus Fallout games. This Mm. is real tough. Because this is a hard one. I am a gigantic Fallout fan, um, as I've said many times. I... Love everything post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. That is like my favorite thing. I don't yeah, know why. Uh, and you it, like like really rusty things. And I like RPGs. And Fallout has that whole the perks and the ability to do all that stuff. But Star Wars games too. I mean, from the beginning of my experience gaming, I've been playing Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, any newer Star Wars games like Fallen Order, the newest one, played it, loved it, doesn't even hold a candle to a Fallout game to me. Not even in the same category. Battlefield or Battlefront. It's the depth, right? Like the depth of the game. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's not the same. I like that RPG element, right? And you don't get that. It's just a game. Right. It's like playing a Batman Arkham game. It's just a game. Yeah, you're right. Whereas Fallout is an experience. Yeah, it's like it sucks you in. It's like you're well, living you, in that world. Well, because you control the experience so much more in that type of a game Absolutely. than you do a linear story-based, like you have to follow this path type yeah, game. You're following a movie. Yeah. Um, and also Fallout is just a funner game to play, more fun game to play, I should say. In general, aside from all that, like there's a different skill element level to it. You know, a lot of these big bigger budget games, you don't really need a lot of skill to play them. That's kind of the whole no, point. No, you really don't. It just needs to draw you in. Right. That's all it is. Um, but Star Wars games too, I mean, you got Battlefront, 
um, which were fun, but again, aren't, aren't even going to come close to holding a candle to a Fallout game for me. Those are more like just a, a fun first-person shooter type thing, or mm-hmm. third-person, I guess. Um, but then if you get back into the nostalgic value of the days coming up when I was really playing games, and you get to Jedi Knight, which is like my first experience. It's a first-person shooter, but with a great story and also like one of my first experiences being immersed in a game. Yeah. And so many other things. It's tough. Like, honestly, I think at the end of the day, I got I to gotta go with the nostalgic value. I got to pick Star Wars games. No way. Yeah. That's a bracket buster, too. I would never have thought you would pick Star Wars over Fallout. No way. This is, you're doing this on purpose. No, I'm not. No, I got to look back to that feeling of playing like Jedi Knight and playing like Jedi Academy and Force Unleashed. And there's just, there's so much there. And I love Star Wars so much. And Fallout, I absolutely love. Too, That's like a life-changing experience for you. I got to look at if those if two games came out right now, like a badass Star Wars game and a badass Fallout game, what would be the first one I'd reach for? And it would be Star Wars. Would it? It would? I think so, yeah. Man. Everybody wants to be a Jedi, Jerry. Well, you're 100% right. <laughs> <clears throat> Except for my brother. My brother wants to be Darth Vader. Well, he's kind of a Jedi. Yeah, that's true. Started out that way. So I'm going with Star Wars games. I don't know. Bracket wow. buster, I guess. But Okay. Um, mine is wildly different than yours again. It is Tiger Woods games versus Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Tiger Woods. I love Tiger Woods. Red Dead Redemption. I love Red Dead Redemption. All of those games. I've played a lot of golf. Nolan says the croquet mallet strikes again. It did. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nolan, but this is my bracket, and that's what I choose. Just like this one, I mean, I, a lot of people think I would go one direction. Like the band. And it's, yeah, just in, yes, the band One Direction. I don't know. This one is very hard for me. I love the Red Dead games. I love Tiger Woods so much. Because I love playing golf. Uh, and this is different than the guitar, guitar Hero and MLB. Because Red Dead Redemption isn't like a one-trick pony type game. No. It's way expansive. more involved. Yes, very expansive. Tiger Woods is kind of a one-trick pony compared to the Red Dead Redemption games, right? Like it's the same thing, monotonous sure. over and over again. You can control what you do with different players, but I got to go Red Dead. It's going to have to be Red Dead Redemption on this. Going to snuff out the old Tiger Woods because I really like those games. I love the Western aspect. Like You didn't get that in any other games, riding horses around, shooting six shooters, dragging people by lasso. You lasso them, drag them behind your pony. Shoot bears. Yeah. It's Red Dead. Yep. Red Dead for Jerry. 
All right, if we go down to my Midwest bracket, I got... You're, you're not going to believe me right now, but I think this is the hardest matchup. I have the same one. No, you don't. I think I do. No, I have Fable. Oh, I don't. Versus Age of Empires. Oh, no, I don't even. No, what, you don't have is one your, of them. what is your bracket, Chris? I this think is th- silly. I think this is my hardest pick because I absolutely love both of those games. I've got the hardest. And pick I got some out. serious time put into playing Age of Empires. I mean, I'm telling you. And I love that genre of game. I can't say it enough. Real-time strategy games, building empires, making people chop wood, fish. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> I can't get enough. If I start playing one of those games, I will lose eight hours. Right. Gone. Like in an instant. Yes. Like it's over. Where you almost wake up from a, a coma and you're like, wait. I had a child? Yeah. <laughs> like, I have children? A wife? The Fable games I absolutely love, too. Um, RPG elements to them, fantasy, you know, um, great story. Oh, this is really, really tough because it's like nostalgic value versus like, they're both they're nostalgic both. Yeah. for me. I don't know. This is like 100% just pure toss-up. Um, but I have to go like with what I would want to play right now if something came out, if a new Fable game came out versus like if a new Age of Empires came out, I'd be like, nah, but I want to play the old, I want to play Age of Empires 2. Yeah. Versus a new Fable game, I'd be like, this well, would be get that. amazing. So for that respect, I think I got to go with Fable. Wow. I'm going with Fable. Fable's made it so far. I think Fable was uh, Peter Peter Molyneux. I didn't have Fable out of the first round, Chris. Well, you never really played it. Yeah, it's Peter Molyneux, no. and he um, he made a lot of games. I think he made Civilization. No, that was Sid Meier's. Yeah, right. Sid Meier. Uh, so in my Midwest bracket for the Elite Eight, I have Skyrim versus The Witcher. Oh, that's a tough one. Toss Talk a corn <laughs> to your witcher. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh. I've played Skyrim a lot more than I have The Witcher. That is a truth. The Witcher 3, I've came back to multiple times. I started playing it, realized how much it was going to be a detriment to my life. Witcher 3. Yeah. That's what I said. You said The Witcher 2. Also, you meant also. The Witcher yes. also. Gotcha. Yes, correct. Uh, I knew it was going to be a detriment to my life, so I was like, ah, I can't. I can't do this. I know I'm going to love it, but I can't do it. And then I ended up coming back to it later, and I played a lot of it, and then I left it, came back. I've done that multiple times with The Witcher. That's not to say it has anything to do with its gameplay or how much I love it. I absolutely love this game. I was just trying to be a better parent and husband during those times. Skyrim came out at a time where I didn't have to be a good parent because I didn't even have a kid at the point. I just was a husband and not a very good one at that. Um, so I've played a lot of Skyrim. And Skyrim will never die because it just keeps... Getting like new things and just just keeps getting added on to. 
I don't think The Witcher will ever die either because the TV shows the running rampant ever. Right it is one of the greatest shows and I've seen. announced it's coming out this year. In the fall, I believe. Yes, but, yeah. late fall. Um, Skyrim or Witcher? Chris, we pick these on the fly, folks, so we are seeing the struggle in real time. <clears throat> I mean, I know what I would pick, but it won't be the same as what you pick. I think... Witcher is a better game. I'm going to pick The Witcher. That's what I would have picked. You surprised me. Witcher, is. Witcher is a better game. It is a better game. Um, Irregardless of how much you played it, it's a better game. Yeah, yes. It's just, it is far beyond a better game than Skyrim. I just have so much attached to Skyrim that I, that's why it was hard to do. Um, but The Witcher is just, it's a better game. See, I, I feel like Skyrim is about inhabiting the world as a character. The Witcher is a story, playing a story very cinematic it is but you feel like you, you're that character but you yeah that's what Skyrim, i was gonna say you're just like, like a kind of like you're just like living in this world to me which is awesome because that's why you love fallout yeah it's very similar to fallout in that respect yeah but witcher has more story I, there's a lot of story in skyrim don't get me wrong but witcher feels more cinematic well, it feels like there's more at stake. Yeah. Like there's more worth to what your character's doing. Absolutely. You're in not the Witcher. living in this. Yeah. yeah. Like there's something to play for. And you also get the whole world that you get to go around and do whatever you want and do like all these crazy things. But the story there, it still has the weight that makes you want to play it. Yeah. Whereas Skyrim, you can get through the story pretty quickly. Yeah. Really. And then, then you just go around and do what you want. And it, it, it's not the same. Um, I just, I played Skyrim first um, and got so attached to it because it was the first time I had a game that was that in-depth. Yeah. I'd never really played Fallout much. Um, Skyrim was where it was at for me. So that's where I sunk a lot of my time into. And I was like, man, you can't get any better than this. And then The Witcher 3 came out and it kicked me right in the balls. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Right in my scrot. The balls. Right in the scrot. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I have for the final four on the right side of the bracket, Red Dead Redemption versus The Witcher. I have Star Wars versus Fable. So are we done or are we doing another one? No, we're doing another one. Okay. So I'm going to do my final four pick uh, on the left side of the bracket. I got Spider-Man games. Versus Mass Effect games. Oh, boy. You say that, but it's not that difficult for me. Uh, Spider-Man games are amazing and joyous and fun, and I love Spider-Man. Yeah. But Mass Effect is so cinematic in scope, so in-depth. It has the RPG elements, has the story elements. It's an amazing story. It's Mass Effect for me going to the final or the championship. That was pretty easy for you. It was easy. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, this one is relatively easy for me as well. I have Halo versus MLB. Uh, MLB games, absolutely love, but Halo's where it's at for me. I'm going to pick Halo over MLB, go into the championship because that's the right pick. Dude <laughs> would approve. Yeah, it's he should. Favorite game series. Um, all right. So I have on the other side. 
Star Wars games versus Fable games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not a terribly hard decision either because as much as I love Fable, it's very, it's like three games. Yeah. Or three or four games. And, and Star Wars, you're talking about a whole universe of games, all different kinds. You are. And all of those different kinds, you get to fly ships and shoot stuff and have lightsabers and shoot blasters and be Mandalorians. Yeah. Remember the old Star Wars Bounty Hunter game? Yeah. Where you're Boba Fett? Um, so it, it doesn't compare. As much as I love Fable and the the... It was such ahead of its time as an RPG and as a fun game. It's a bit of a button masher. Um, so I'm going with Star Wars games all day. Wow. So I got Star Wars games versus Mass Effect games in the championship. Holy smokes. We are so different. I love it. I, I love, don't know if that's where I thought I was going to be. I don't... I, I didn't know where I was going to be, and I definitely didn't know where I was going to be Like once we started the bracket. No, no um, idea. But now that we've came down to this, I think I do know the championship already. because So I have Red Dead Redemption games versus The Witcher games. Uh, well, really, it's not The Witcher games at all. It's just The Witcher 3. Yeah. That's the crazy part about this. So I A played, game that you haven't played that much made it to your championship. That's how brackets work. Well, I haven't said which one I've picked yet. No, I'm just saying it's amazing that it made it to your championship. Elite Four. Or, yeah, Final Four. Or Final Four, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, because it is such a good... I mean, now, when I say I haven't played it that much, I've put many, many hours into this game. I just haven't played it as much as what Skyrim was at. Yeah, right. I, right. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Like, that's... I've played The Witcher probably as much as I've played Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, you know right. what I mean? Like, okay. equal to that. I would say I've played the Red Dead games a little bit more, but the, I've put a lot of time into The Witcher. Um, in Red Dead hit a certain place in my heart because of the, the Western aspect. I've always loved Western movies. I love Western cinematics. I love John Wayne. I love Clint Eastwood. I love anything that has to do with that type of era. So playing that was really fun to me. Like being a cowboy and riding around. In in all of video games, it's like a unique experience. Very unique. Yes. The only other Western game I can remember was an old PC game I had that I loved called Mad Dog McCree. I don't even know this one. It is an amazing game, and it, all the cutscenes were actual human beings like acting out like a movie. Oh, really? Yeah, that sounds pretty neat. And you had to like go to the mine, and the old somebody was trying to blow up the mine, and you mm-hmm. had to like shoot. You had just had a gun, and you were pointing, and you had to like shoot out the fuse. Yeah, and the dynamite. That's pretty neat. Oh, dude, you'd love Mad Dog McCree. And then they had quick draws against. Actual, like it looks like it's like a video of a person that you're quick drawing against. Really? Yeah, it's that's cool pretty game. fun. So that's why I like Red Dead Redemption is because of that aspect. Um, and then you have The Witcher. It's completely different than Red Dead Redemption. It's a very open world, fantasy, f- very fantasy. 
And I, yeah, I, I'm going to go with The Witcher. Oh my gosh. That's for real? Yeah, that's 100% for real. I'm going to go with The Witcher because it's so good. Yeah. It's just so good. Everything about it if is we, so when good. When we go the to the story, Renaissance Fair this summer, if it's happening, I, I'm assuming it will. I hope you it need does. to dress up as Geralt. Geralt. Will you do that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I would. I think I would. Should we do, something do like another that. pub crawl or just go? Uh, I mean, whatever we want to do. Okay. I don't know. That's fine. That's a good idea. I've never dressed up like anything before and done like up. a cosplay. Dirk's in. He's going to go. Dirk can come. To the Renaissance Fair. And I'm going to dress up like Geralt, and I can have a scar like you. We're going to get a mini bus. Across my face. We were going to try to do that I know. two years ago. Um, yeah, The Witcher. So my... I bet Nolan would go. My championship is Halo versus The Witcher. And mine is... <laughs> That's Mass Effect dude. versus Star Wars games. Halo versus The Witcher. Who do I pick? I honestly feel like I need to do... Find out next week on the championship of Snarf Madness. Ugh. Dirk says he's in. This hurts me. Dirk, you are very welcome to come. Uh, the Renaissance Fair is something... I mean, the first time you ever told me about it, Chris, I always had, I had the same mindset as everybody else. It's like, really? Like, Not for me. Not that it wasn't for me. I was just like, what could you honestly get out of this? Like, what are you honestly getting out of this that you say is so fun? Like, I understand it might be fun one time. But to go again, why would you want to do that? I just felt like it was a one-trick pony, like a uh, medieval times. You yeah. know? Kind of a novelty thing. It's not that. This is an experience every single time you go there. It's so fun. It is incredibly fun. Jousting. Does alcohol get involved? Of course it does. Because we've done a pub crawl each time we've went. Because we've only went twice together so far. Last Um, time me and Jerry dressed up in armor and did a sword fighting We sword fought each other. And that was like the best thing. Yeah, you can do axe throwing. You can drink from pubs. You can do it. There's a live comedian at times. Um, Adam Whip Firecrack. Yeah. Firecrack or whatever. Something like that. The All whip guy, shows. that whip guy is really good. Oh, yeah. But at the end, so. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so weird. The whole ending of the Renaissance Fair when they're basically ushering you out to leave, it's just like a big jam, like a jam sesh. Uh, and I, we have video of this that we've never released and never put out that I don't we know need why. to do. Yeah. I have course. a bunch of it on, my, on this computer. I got the whole video of us. Sword, sword fighting. Fight. I do too. Yeah, I got one too. And but the the whole jam that's going on, it's just like a crowd of people. There's this crow looking creature walking around on a ball, clapping its <laughs> wing things around. I got involved with a furry and I was talking to them and interviewing them at a time. It was a blue, like a blue fox. Um, and I was taking video video of them. While they were dancing, got real weird. Yeah. Like the whole thing is real weird, but it was great. Yeah. It was a great experience. And everybody needs needs to go and experience this because it was so fun. The end was the best. Like the it was the drums. There was all those drums. Oh yeah. Drum line. It's so great. And we always go to Danny Boy Pipe Shop. <laughs> Danny Boy Pipes. I follow him on Facebook. So do I. Yeah. It's great. 
Um, and that's another thing about the Renaissance Fair is that there's all these little shops that are owned, you know, privately owned. They rent out a shop, you know, during the Renaissance Fair, but they sell their own goods that they're making usually by hand and whatever they do. Um, and you can buy them there and it's really great stuff. I've got a journal that was made with the paper, like specific type of paper that they had, like on the Titanic that they pulled out of the water. <clears throat> still good. I've got a journal like that. It's leather bound. Yeah. It's really good. You bought one too. Yeah. We both have bought pipes there. Um, Several. You have a horn. I do have a drinking of. horn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get pretty drunk usually <laughs> when we go there. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So do we have any news? Um, I have a little bit of news. So we did post on our social media that um, the Apple TV show, Ted Lasso, is coming for a second season Wee-hoo! this Ted July, Lasso. July 21st. Yeah, I think. I'm so excited. This is the best show, guys. We've talked about it. We were length. posting about it at the same time. I know. But <laughs> I can't get enough of it. It's so good. I know. It's the best. Did you know that this show was based on a commercial? No. So Jason Sudeikis was this character in a series of commercials for NBC Sports. That's where this started from. I had no idea. Yes. I'm going to have to look those up because I would like to see them. Did you watch them? No. It just started apparently like as a couple one-off commercials, and then people liked them, and they made the show. And then apparently one of our friends is cousins with Coach Beard. Yeah, Coach Beard. Who's also the writer and co-creator of the show. Yeah, yeah, it's an actual cousin. I was like, what? This isn't real. Yeah. It's real. Um, the show is great. There's so much heart. It's very sincere. It's like such a sincere show. So positive, uplifting. Yeah, it makes me feel good, good Yeah, all the time. There could be, you know, bad things happening between people on the show or bad things happening to them. But at the end of the day, it's so positive and uplifting and fun. And the way Jason Sudeikis plays his character is just amazing. But every character. Uh, you're right. Every character is great. Um, like Roy. Great. Yeah. What's the um, the the assistant coach? They made him an assistant coach. Yeah, he was the uh, water boy. Nate the Great. Nate the Great. Yeah. He's great. The owner of the team's great. Everybody's great. It's an amazing show. Yes. It's Everything the about best it, show love. I've seen in so long. I completely agree. And I thought you were... Overselling it, overselling it for sure. Didn't. And I wanted you to be overselling it. I wanted you to want come me back to be here. wrong once. Right? I just <laughs> wanted to come back here and be like, you know, it was it was a decent show, but not not my cup of tea. It's it's all of my tea. That's what I want in my tea is Ted Lasso. I want to drown him in my tea and drink it. Yeah. And so there's that. I want a box of those biscuits. <laughs> I know that he hand makes at home. I know. That's what blew me away. Every time he'd bring Ted him Lasso in. That's so amazing. I and love then, that guy. How but, could his wife divorce him? What is wrong with her? There's gotta be a deeper story there. What it doesn't make any sense. He's such a good guy. But maybe he wasn't. He was. Maybe he was extremely abusive and I don't think so. Because she like still loves him. She does. So maybe she cheated on him, and he initiated the divorce. Mm, that isn't the case, because no. he didn't want the divorce. Correct. So, <laughs> That's true. Spoilers. He says by in the, the show, basically, that she got sick of his eternal optimism. Yeah, which is silly. How could you get sick of that? Come on. It's infectious. 
Yeah, that's... I think just watching that show made me it makes me a better person. I smile the entire time. I, I'm not joking. A better, it's just so great. Apple Plus, good job. Apple Plus, yeah, very good job. Um, so there's, there's another new show that came out on the whole opposite end of the spectrum than Ted Lasso. Yeah, and this show is called Chad. Have you heard of this? No. It's a TBS show called Chad. And it stars a 14-year-old boy um, that is trying to find his way, right? Doesn't know who he is and is trying to find his way in high school. But the 14-year-old boy is played by Nassim Pedrad, who was, used to be on Saturday Night Live. She is a 41-year-old woman. Yeah. And they have her dressed up like a 14-year-old boy. Okay. And it looks ridiculous. She doesn't change her speaking voice whatsoever. I liked her. Instead, she was funny. She was instead. good. Yeah, she's one of the better but cast members. This show is apparently just every cliche you could ever think of about a teenage, like teenage angst and trying to make jokes about funny things, like silly things that teenagers do. But I, why are they having a 41-year-old woman playing a 14-year-old boy? Exactly. You've nailed it on the head, Chris. Why are they doing this? Nobody knows. Not a single person knows why they are doing this. Critics and fans alike don't know why this is happening. What is this on? It's on TBS. It has, well, apparently critics thinks, think it's the greatest thing in the world. It has got a 90% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 19% audience score. Wow. Because I like her. I on, feel like I'd watch that. On IMDb right now, it has a 2.1% oh or 2.1 star rating out of 10. Out of a 10 star rating, it's got 2.1. Everybody hates it. Everybody that's watched it has a negative review of it. The critics are raving about it, thinking it's the greatest thing in the world. You, all you need to do is watch the trailer to the show and realize that it is the most heinous form of show that you've ever seen in your life. She said, people passionately tried to talk me out of it. I'd be lying if I didn't say it felt, feels like nothing short of a miracle that I'm here talking to you today with the first season under my belt. Apparently that is true. <laughs> yeah, it's not going She's been to trying to make it for five years. But I, I guess I'm confused on to what insight a 39-year-old woman can have on a 14-year-old boy. 41. 39, according to this. Well, no, as of this year, she's okay. 41. Because um, I've watched a lot of reviews about this and like YouTube reviews and stuff, people talking about her. And it, it is unbelievable. And I've watched clips of the show. I haven't actually watched the show. I haven't sat down and watched it. So I can't tell you that I've seen an actual episode. But I've seen clips of the show, multiple clips, and the trailer. And it is just, it's really bad. Like when you were talking about the, the home economics, it, it seems like it's that. Only putting a 40-year-old woman as a 14-year-old boy trying to find his way in high school. Is this what we've come, is this what we're doing now? <laughs> Why can't you just cast a 14-year-old boy? Why can't you cast like a 16-year-old boy? Even if you had a 20-year-old boy play a 14-year-old, if they looked really young, right? I'd be so much more okay with that because that's realistic. 
but a woman that doesn't change her voice at all. She talks just like she does in everyday life. She sounds like a woman and she's trying to, and she's saying like fart jokes and throwing socks around and said, stop it, sis. What? What are you doing? I'm going to tell you what, man, you're making me want to watch this show. (laughs) You, I, you should watch clips of it. I will watch it. Like, no, don't go and watch the actual show. Just watch certain clips of it and reviews and you're going to get enough. Okay. It's unnecessary to go see. Fair enough. It just seems unreal to me. It's unreal that a show like this is being put on and that critics are giving it such high ratings when, I mean, the jokes aren't even good. That's the thing. It's like the writing and the jokes so are, what's the are ratings very poor. Based off of? Why are they the high cr- ratings? I didn't read any of the critics' reviews. So I'm yeah. not going to. I think it's ridiculous because it's just, it's not true. That's why. I mean, it's not true. But why are they doing it then? No idea. Because the audience score is what matters in anything, really. Like, there's so many things that critics score high that the audience don't love What's it or called? that do Chad? love. Yeah, just Chad. C-H-A-D. Okay. On TBS. Um, I'm not sure why the critics are scoring it really high. They, they did read some of them in the reviews I watched on YouTube, but it was just unnecessary for me to listen to. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm going to watch it. I don't have TBS and I don't know how to get it, but no, I'm just saying go on YouTube and watch clips of it and, yeah. and the trailer. That's all you're really going to need. <laughs> I'm telling you, I do like her. So we'll I see. did too. Um, I got a piece of news. What do you got? Marvel reportedly offering Millie Bobby Brown. A multi-project MCU role. Bring her on. Love her. Oh, you know what? I did watch a movie. That movie. No kidding. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, I do like her. Yeah, I liked her in Stranger Things. I mean, I, that, that's I don't know I, any other... Yes. I mean, she's very minor in Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a non-existent role, but... Um, she is phenomenal in Stranger Things. I mean, her. I didn't watch Enola Holmes. You watched it. Oh, she's fine in that, but the movie itself is not good. So uh, she was in talks to play a Batgirl as well. That's not MCU, obviously, mm-hmm. originally. Um, she doesn't seem to me like she'd be a good Batgirl. No, I would have concern about that. Um, but then again, you know, the Batgirls haven't had. A great run. I mean, she's got three movies lined up at Netflix right now, so we'll see. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who she would play in the MCU. I don't know. It must be a new story. I mean, if she was in X-Men, like, as, like, Shadowcat or somebody. But wasn't, isn't she, who was in the Eternals, or not uh, Eternals, but um, that new X-Men type movie? It's the girl from Maisie. Yeah, it's the girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, So anyway, you got any more news before we get to what we're watching? Uh, We saw the Shang-Chi trailer. Oh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Legend of the the Ten Rings. Blah, 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 blah. I loved that trailer. Yeah, as did I. It's an amazing trailer. It is so different than what you've seen for Marvel. I, I, I mean... It's Marvel quality, obviously. Everything about oh, it yeah. is Marvel quality, and it's a very big budget thing. But this is not 
don't don't think this is anything like the Avengers and things you've seen before. I think it's more akin to like a Doctor Strange-ish type movie. It looked kind of Doctor Strange-y. It definitely had that Kung Fu movie vibe. Big time. I Very good. adored this trailer. Yeah. It like has basically become my number one thing I'm looking forward to. I do too. And I love, as I've said on this podcast, I am a huge fan of that genre. Of, of course. Kung fu, um, not necessarily kung fu like the old kung fu movies, although I did like them. Like I like the old Bruce Lee movies and stuff like that too. Um, I just generally like that whole Asian mythological, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I do like kung fu, like karate action stuff. So I'm I'm on board for this fully. This is it it felt very much to me like we're Marvel and we want to make a billion dollars from China. And they're going to. But China is just not having this trailer. Oh, they aren't? Oh no. They are not happy. People in China, it's getting terrible reviews over there. Why? I think like People are not happy with the actor because What's wrong he's, with them? I didn't fully understand, but I think it was weird inter-China like racial stuff. Oh, like he's from a certain region yeah, that they don't I, like. I, that's kind of the idea I got. Or was he, didn't he like look born, a certain way? Born or, in America and yeah, not there. Stuff like that, something like that. He didn't look the right way, and the actor that played his father didn't look the right way and there were some inconsistencies there. But we're talking about early trailer review bullshit. It isn't going to matter. It's going to make a billion dollars in China. I mean, they're all going to go watch it anyway. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm 100% on board. I've always liked that character. Not I, I don't know a ton about that character. I really don't. I didn't read a lot of comics. I, I mean, I've read comics that he comes into as a, like a side character mm-hmm. um, a long time ago. Like, not even that recently, but... He's pretty active in the Marvel comic world. Yeah. Um, it, whenever you have, like, at least whenever... The last time I really remember reading that much was during the first, like, Civil War run in, like, the mid-2000s. Sure. Haven't read a lot since then. Anyway, I'm excited just because Marvel plus that style of uh, Asian cinema that I enjoy is it's a winning combination for me. Although it wasn't really for Mulan... Or Raya and the Last Dragon. So we'll see how they can, if they can bridge that gap. Because I am I think a they gigantic fan of I think they can. Crouching Tiger, House of Flying Daggers, um, Curse of the Jade Dragon, all of those. Those, like, I love yeah. those movies. Not so much the Americanized, watered down versions. Well, I think they'll do a better job with this one. I hope I really so. do. I because so. it looked very Doctor Strangey, though, which is a, a huge benefit because that's a great movie. Uh, right. I don't see that so. being a problem. Um, that's the last little bit of news I had. Great. You don't have anything else? I don't have any other news, no. Um, yeah, so what we're watching. Now we're going to get into it. It sounds like you have a lot more what you're watching than I do. I have more than I thought. I haven't been watching a lot because I've been working a lot this week. But Here's the problem. But right I had the, the week bat. before, and it was rainy over that weekend and stuff. So Here's the problem. I dropped the ball. I apologize. I've really screwed things up. I've had multiple days to do it. And honestly, I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot about my Friday shows that I watch. We're recording this on a Saturday. Yesterday was an ideal day to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Invincible. And I didn't do it. Yeah. Chris and I, uh, 
I sincerely apologize for my inadequacies. So, okay, let's just start there because I can give you some initial reaction stuff. And Perfect. then also we haven't talked about the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought we did talk no, about the episode not, before. No, we texted with Erica. Okay. Now I got to rethink about this. Okay. I'll, I'll bring you up to speed. Yeah. First, Invincible, because I don't want to talk too much about it because you haven't watched the new one. The new episode is uh, phenomenal. Well, the episode from last week was very good. Which we haven't talked about either. Right. Um, that's the one where he goes to the college visit. Yes. Yeah. That's a fun episode. This next one's way better. Okay. Um, Obviously, we love this show, but I feel like there's not a lot to talk about until you've seen more. So Okay. Um, but other than the general feeling of this is a really good show. It's going to be. It's been, uh, I wouldn't say it's been a sit. It's been very fun to watch. It's just very slow on story. You get a lot of action, and you get a lot of like different things happening. But I would say this... I'm counter I'm like contradicting myself. Is that the right word? Counterdicting? Contradic- contradicting. contradicting? Contradicting myself in a way of where I said they've been rushing the comic book story, but they really only did that the first two episodes. They rushed through some things to jump to a certain point. But now they've kind of held back on some things that I thought we would find out by now. And, and they've added a lot of extra stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you what. This newest episode that you haven't seen yet, yeah, there's a lot of story. Okay, good. Um, not necessarily advancing the general storyline. No, but you gain a lot more knowledge of what's... On some side stories, yeah. Yeah. There's also a, a completely ridiculous, unrealistic moment that happens that I want to talk about. But um, overall, I'm, I'm really enjoying the show. I think it's, you know, it's one of the best things I've watched in a long time. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Especially cartoon-wise. Yeah. If you're not a fan of animation and cartoons, I, I don't think that it's something that you need to go out of your way to watch. I mean, that's all this is, but, is animation, um, cartoon. It's great. Superhero stuff. What I want to talk about more is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I can't talk about the, the finale, obviously. No. I'll give you one word. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Just so amazing. Okay. Okay. okay but okay. so we can't talk about that yet, but we can talk about last week's episode, um, which we talked at length about in text messages. I'm going to remind you. It's when um, Bucky goes back to Sam's hometown. They're working on the boat. They're yes. hanging out. Um he goes and meets with Isaiah Bradley. There's mm-hmm. that kind of stuff going on. I will maintain um, that this is one of the best things that Marvel has ever done. That specific episode. They have brought everything in this show, and it, and it leads up to that episode yeah. to such a level that I don't know if they can continue at that quality. It's why I thought it was unbelievable that episode. You didn't. No, no, no. I do. No, I absolutely do. I I absolutely felt the same way. I'm saying, why do you feel like they can't continue at that level? I mean, I absolutely think they can because it's so good. That is one of the best. Like I would rank that episode. And now I'm not talking about the finale. I'm talking about the one previous, but I'll, I'll just throw them together. The last two episodes, I would rate them on a list 
of the best things that Marvel's ever done. Wow. Easily. Um, as I mentioned, that penultimate episode, the nuance of which they talk about um, race relations, yeah. issues, um, on a level that is so intelligent and doesn't, it's not woke, it doesn't speak down to people. No. It tackles issues head on and then, like, honestly gives you a real perspective that I think is super important for entertainment to do rather than just like pushing a narrative. A. B. um, The character that Anthony Mackey is doing with Sam Wilson, Falcon, is next level, right? Um, he is acting it perfectly, and this—that—that's what blew me away—is his acting of the character and the writing for the character as well. But I was never blown away by his acting of never. the character before this season of anything. Like I just thought, I kind of thought Falcon was like a throwaway character. I agree, hundred percent. You know, like he's fine. He's got some ability and whatever. I never thought you could get the story that they're, that they're doing. I I just, I didn't think they could make me care about his character the way I do. And it's so great because they're giving you all of this gold mixed with amazing action. Right. Yes. Like incredible top level action. Um, I just thought that character though, this, I love the dynamic because of his struggle with the shield portion of it. And it makes you think back of Captain America and like what he would want. And they were pretty close. And then, of course, Bucky was so close to Captain America. So it all ties together but right I, there. I but love the, the additional nuance there of like the wait a second, like, like this is the world Sam's living in. This is the world Isaiah Bradley's living in. And black Americans are listening to. And where was Captain America for that? That's what I, yes. So that's what I was just going to say. It brings it back to like where you, they're tied together because of Captain America and they think about what he's done. But then it comes to the point where they're like, wait, but where was he during all of this? Like, what was he doing during this? Why we need to be these people now? Like they but obviously it, it are did, realizing this, like, this, uh, this show left me with the question at the end, which you'll get after the last episode, but it, it left you the question of like, what, where was Captain America for all these other injustices? He wasn't a hometown guy. It doesn't even matter because, I mean, that's not a really relevant question. No, but that's it, what I mean. It's like the it's... larger question, right? It's the larger question of where were we all? And that's like to Captain... Point, but then again, look at what Avengers was, were doing. Like, look I, at the I Avenger understand. level threats. I'm this wasn't like... Like the next level up from like that question. Like, I understand that on a base level story. Yeah. It's a generic, general character facing cosmic level threats yes okay if we want to talk about that but this show makes you think about the world in a larger context and And it makes you look at these characters like comic book characters what was he doing on a day-to-day basis and he's captain america why wasn't he fighting for these injustices and then it makes you think these questions in your head makes sense you're like what It, it grounds a real world, this whole reality. Real wor- reality. Yeah. It grounds them in reality, and then you realize, oh, wait. Then there you realize was there's a Monday through Friday that they had to deal with. You just realize there's a massive disconnect because this show is so grounded in reality, mm-hmm. and those movies are so comic book. 
Well, and then that's also the reality is what I was going to get to is. So you, you can have a movie like this or a, a TV show like this, but you also have to remember, like, they were just translating comic books to movies. Absolutely. And, and you can't. You can't have 14 movies that tell you what Captain America did on a Wednesday in the Bronx. 100%. You know what I mean? I'm just saying it points out the disparity in these two styles of storytelling, and it, it's glaring yeah. once you see it. But you could have added different little stories within Captain America movies to say, like, you know, in between Civil War and... Winter Soldier, I was doing this. I had done this. Well, I don't think that's what they you need to I, go through because I I'm think... I'm just saying they could have. And you will see in the finale, you will see that this is a different Captain America story. And that's what makes it so special, right? So anyway, there's all of that stuff, which I think they've just done so well. And even better in the last episode. Um, but then there's the... The thing that you don't ever get to see, the kind of Ted Lasso of it all. Oof, love that. Right? Put that name on anything. Because you don't get to see things like Ted Lasso, right? That Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. That's the one time, rarely, that we get to see that. This is another one. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty much like Ted Lasso in real life, though. My point is, uh, Sam Wilson as Falcon is also this unbelievably... Um, caring, positive. Uh, you can sit there. I mean, you, everybody wants to look up to this guy. He is a true lead. Like, just to portray him in such an optimistic light mm-hmm. when he's sitting there, knowing all the struggle, talking to Isaiah Bradley, who's been through the thick of it, and sitting there saying, like, basically, F the United States. Like, they don't care about me. They don't care about black people. Black person can't be Captain America. Right. Everything's terrible. It's all awful. And he's sitting there and saying, like, we can do better. I can do better. He's just so optimistic. And, and he's, but it's not like false optimism. And he even does it with Bucky. And that's the great part of this is where Bucky, who's so damaged, very, um, and struggling with his own mental health, is able to get brought in in perfect synchrony with Sam, mm-hmm. where it's like, um, it just all works together so well. His optimism, and he's like, I can be better, you can be better, we can all be better, but we need to put in the work. And the work is mental health. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just such a nuanced story that I think it's incredible. But on top of that, like, just throw it away, all that away. Winter Soldier coming to work on a shrimp boat <laughs> right? <laughs> with Falcon and hit on his sister. It's just so feel it's good. Amazing. It's just so, it's just so right. And it's rem- so removed from what you've ever seen him do, right? So you remove them from the situations you see them in before. So you don't know how they should be. Yeah. You, how would we ever know how... Bucky Barnes should be after being the Winter Soldier for so long and going through so many things. How should he be in normal social interaction on a on a shrimp boat? Well, honestly, to a woman that character has taken the next level up because they're kind of shedding the darkness. 
Absolutely. That's the whole show. Yeah. He's been getting, like, breaking through the shell of the darkness he's lived in for years. Yeah. I mean, he's 106 years old, right? So he's been doing this for since the 40s. And that's a hard thing to get through. And then your buddy is gone, the guy you, you grew up with that you've been opposing for a long time. And now you're supposed to be something else. And he's got to like grow and change with the times now that he's with Falcon. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the moment. But you're seeing the strength of the Falcon Sam's character lead. Lead that. Everybody in this show. And it's inspirational, frankly. And I think when you see the last episode, which is packed with action, is amazing. Um, but I think that it'll all come full circle and you will put the cap on it and be like, this can be in the higher echelon. Are there any like uh, um, lead ins to other shows or like, yes, spoiler, like, not spoilers, but what am I trying to say? Like Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Like showing like, hey, this is where we're going yeah. next. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Nolan says, Falcon, why don't you use your metal arm, Bucky? I don't always think of it. I'm actually right-handed. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that whole sequence is just so f- joyously fun. And real. And real, and I think just done so well. And so it's it's also the perfect balance from the depth of like the racial conversation that they're having in the same episode. Right. Which I think is just incredible that mm-hmm. you're able to do both things so well. Yeah. Because they could have easily taken so many different easy routes. I'm so glad they didn't. I'm so glad they didn't take easy routes that were too woke. There was some problems with a couple episodes that the media or not like the very conservative media blew up on and said, you know, Disney has woke culture in, you know, Falcon and the winter soldier. And it was all stemming off of the one scene with the cop. Yeah. And Falcon. But you understand that struck me at, at at the point too. Me too. But it was kind of a setup and it was a little on the nose. But, but what they're doing honest, in these later episodes are so much more nuanced. But to be honest, even after that happened, I was like, well, whatever. Well, of course, yeah, because... It's just... Okay, I get it. But what they're doing in these last two episodes, I'm, think, I, I'm telling you, are, are so much more nuanced and approaching the... You know, it's just... Watch the last episode. Okay, I will. Hopefully tonight. Um, I haven't watched either, either of those things, but I have started watching Survivor. Oh my God. Again, Apple TV has it on there. What? A new season? All of them up to like the most recent seasons. You can get them through Apple TV. And I did. And I started at 36 cause I left off at 35 <clears throat> and I've been watching season 36 and it's the greatest experience of my life. Oh my God. I do. I don't know why, but I do love it's this show so, so much. Why is it so bad? Why do you hate about it? Because there's nothing other than like bullshit fake drama. It's not drama. It's fake political drama, basically. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's all trying to win a game for a million dollars. Whatever. It's so fake. And you got to win it. 
You got to play these games. You got to be better than other people. I'll watch it. I love it. If you think it's that good, I'll watch it. No, yeah, I'm not asking you to watch it. I'm just telling you, I, I love Survivor. Dude, like dig, try, like I gotta, I'm gonna dig a hole over here in the corner. Yeah, and cover myself up. I'm like, that was ridiculous. So that was one fake. guy. That was Tony. He's a ridiculous idiot. So and he won one season. That's the ridiculous part. Anyway, so that was I've been watching that a lot, and that kind of took over my life a little bit this week. Uh, but what I did watch at the end of last week or beginning of this week was a movie with a man named Bob Odenkirk. Oh, you saw nobody. I watched nobody. How was it? You know, I really liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. So it is light on plot. I yeah, would it's say John you know, Wick, basically, right? Yes, it. That's what I. It's very John Wickish, but it starts off with. Can I tell you like what it starts off with? Like I'm not going to really. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's there's fine. really no way to spoil. I'm never going to watch it. So you should. I, I think you should. But go ahead. I I loved Bob Odenkirk so much more because of this. I'm movie. a huge fan of his, and I knew you were, but it it. So he starts off as like the Bob Odenkirk you would think of. Like the schlump, like the schlummy guy that's just at home with his family and you don't think anything of him. You whatsoever. know, he trained for like three years for this movie. He had to have. Oh, yeah, he did. He, I'm he telling did you. Like, like hardcore CrossFit and all kinds of stuff. So he looks so different in this movie than I've ever seen him in, ever, in anything, um, which was only Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But anyway, he. So he starts off as like this schlummy guy that doesn't do much, and he they just show him have a very monotonous life. Like that's how the movie starts. It's like early morning, he's running. He comes home. He like fixes breakfast. His wife is a big lawyer. She's very important. He like does everything at home. She leaves. Next day starts over again. And it's just like this showing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, one night, he wakes up in the middle of the night and like looks around and he goes downstairs. You, you don't really hear anything. You just see him wake up and go downstairs and then he grabs a golf club and then people are entering his house. They have masks on, you know, and they're all in black and it's like a home invasion and they're coming to steal things. So they come in and all of a sudden his son wakes up too, a teenage son, like 16, 17 years old. And he surprises them. They hold a gun at his face. And then his son comes down, jumps on a guy, puts his arm around his neck, like choking him out, kind of like laying on the ground. And Bob Odenkirk, you know, is holding this golf club up. And he says, he says, let him go, son. Like, just let him go. Take what you want and leave. He wants to like very non-confrontational, just get out of here. And so the he lets him go. The guy gets up and just decks his kid. And he has the ability. He like runs up behind him screaming, going to hit him with the golf club. And he doesn't and just lets him leave. And his son, you know, has a black eye, obviously is real ticked off at his dad. And that's what you start off with. Like, what the heck? Like, where is this going? Well, then they start trickling in the little things about his past life like Bob Odenkirk's past life and the way he was before. And they trickle it in a little bit slow at first, but then all of a sudden he just loses it 
and decides like I'm done with this. And he just leaves one night and goes and gets on a bus and all these ruffians get on this, get on the bus and the fight scenes that happen in this movie are ridiculous. They're, they feel so real to me because he doesn't just beat everybody up and go away. He gets the shit kicked out of him so bad to the point where like it, it feels very real the way they filmed it, the way the camera moves and like jars around. And then you see him fighting people and out of breath and bleeding, laying on the ground. It's just amazing. I, I thought it was really good. Um, the gunplay is very good. Like everything they do with guns is pretty great in it. He's very good with a gun. It's just really fun. Odenkirk's incredible. Um, along Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd's in it as his dad in hmm. a nursing home. And later on in the movie, it gets kind of goofy. You know, like the way they end up winning the movie, you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, whatever. Like that's not anywhere close to real. I just liked following the Odenkirk character, like Bob's character and the way he transforms himself to like regain his family, basically, or like to be a man again, you right. know, but he goes back to a life that he wanted to forget and get out of. But when he brings in his dad, this like 90 year old man sitting in a nursing home or assisted living facility, there's a couple scenes with him that blew me away. They came to get his dad because that's how they find him. So he beats up these Russian guys and the Russians want to come kill him. And they find out where his dad lived, but he had already called his dad and said, Hey, I got into some things. Be careful. And he like, this is this old man that's really sad. And all of a sudden you see him smile when he hangs up the phone. And then the next scene they come to take him, but he was obviously ready with a shotgun and it's just, it's really good. This <laughs> really old man killing people was really cool to see. I'll check. I mean, I'll probably check it out. It's I, a popcorn I, flick. It's you're not going to get anything I'm out just of it. Not besides a, fun. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't have it in me for action movies anymore. It's very graphic. No graphic is fine. Just the whole action movie genre, I just, I feel like I left it in the past. I would agree with some of them, but there are some that just get me. They're, you know, like the rock type action movie. I don't want, I don't want anything about that. That triple frontier, triple threat or whatever that was on Netflix. It was nothing. It was not fun. The third John Wick movie didn't do it for me either. The first two I thought were great. The third one. I fell asleep and I couldn't watch any more of it. This was just different because I guess the characters were different. And the story was decent enough to where it caught my attention. <laughs> um, I think you would enjoy at least half of it. <laughs> well, you know, I'll check it out when it's free on HBO. So that's all I watched. But it is free on HBO, isn't it? Um, no, I bought it. I bought it. Oh, okay. Um, I've watched a bunch of stuff. We don't have enough time. Um, I did end up watching Kong versus Godzilla, which I know you watched and we didn't get a chance to talk about. Yeah, we did. Well, you talked about it, but I hadn't seen it. Oh, I thought we talked about it pretty good. No, but now I've seen it. Okay. And? Um, but before I talk about that, if we have time, we'll get to that. I've watched this uh, show that's uh, on History Channel. And I have been watching it through the History Channel app. This was recommended to me. And it's called The Food That Built America. 
Have you the seen this show? F- the Food That yeah. Built America. No, I've never seen that. Uh, it was recommended to me. It's a documentary series. It sounds um, like something about farming. No, not at all. It's really good, first off. It is like about... So like one of the episodes is like about the formation of Pizza Hut and Domino's. Oh, really? And like their history. And it's very interesting. They're both... At the same time, they started like way long ago, like mm-hmm. in the 1940s. I don't know. And, really? Yeah. And it was both by two brothers, each one separately, different parts of the country, sets of brothers. The one, uh, the Domino's brothers bought this business that was called Dominic's, and they made like pizza and subs. And anyway. So they grow that basically through takeout. They were the first company to do takeout. Sure. The Pizza Hut brothers were in, like, I think it's Kansas City. Um, and I just think it's very interesting because at the time, in the 50s, mm-hmm. nobody knew what pizza was in the United States. Nobody. Like, the only what? way you would know what pizza is is if you lived in New York City and you were in the Italian district. And pizza would be like a novelty food. Like, nobody knew what it was, especially in the middle of the country. Never heard of it. Can you imagine that? Like, imagine a time. So these guys... I need to ask my grandparents about this. So these Pizza Hut guys, they started this. They bought this old bar, and they started it, and they're like, hey, we're going to make pizza. They'd heard of pizza. Had no idea how to make it. Um, Pizza was not what it became, obviously. It was basically like a cracker with some toppings, like Italian style, very simple. Um they didn't have access to any of those ingredients and stuff. These pizza guys in Kansas City. I so think they, that's amazing. They completely from scratch made up pizza, what it is in America. They made it up. Between Domino's and Pizza Hut? Basically Pizza Hut. I mean, that idea of pizza didn't exist. They made it up. They made up a recipe. They made it. They're trying it. These guys hit, like, literally, I'm talking it. Two months after they decided to open this restaurant, they were open within like a couple months. They made a recipe, they made ate it, and one of the brothers is like, "This doesn't taste like pizza." From what I understand, it is. And the other one's like, "It doesn't matter. Nobody knows what pizza is." That's what they said. This is unreal. And then the guy is literally like, "It doesn't matter. Nobody knows what pizza is. We, we can, can do whatever we want." And that's how pizza that we know it today was born. Wow. And it's, wow. it's incredible. And then they franchised off from there. So that's one episode. That's one episode. Uh, the next episode's about the guy I didn't watch. Well, the next one I watched was about the guy who made American cheese, Kraft. Yeah. The guy, Kraft. Um, and the formation of American cheese didn't exist. Cheese was a consumable was, product that went bad very quickly. Right. Like milk. Like you had to get it fresh, local. Um, and this was something that... Has a shelf life, a way longer shelf yeah. life. And this, this was a guy who was like, I need to make cheese that lasts forever, basically. And he made American cheese, craft, And this whole business spawned off that. Yeah, and then here comes Cheese Whiz. Yeah, I mean, you're from that, everything Kraft is like the biggest food company in the business, right? Um, there's one about Oreo, the guy who made like Oreo cookies. Um, I didn't watch that one. 
Um, there's other one. There's a whole season. There's two seasons actually. I only watched part, like half the second season. I can't remember the other ones I watch now. Um, burger stuff about like McDonald's and they're all like the history of American food. And it's that's neat. I amazing. need to watch it. You would love it. Uh, everybody would like it. It's very interesting. How do I get the History Channel? Uh, oh, Nolan said there's a great podcast that covers similar things. Like that called Business Wars, McDonald's versus Burger King, Pizza versus Domino's. KFC versus Chick-fil-A, Hasbro versus Mattel, WWF versus WWC, and Sony versus Nintendo. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting show. Uh, the Food That Built America, I would recommend it if you like document documentaries. I do. Um, and the, it's really well done, so it's great. Um, we don't have time to talk about anything else. We really don't. Um so next week we'll talk about Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, I want to know your take on yes, this. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, I don't know if I do. Actually. I feel like I need to watch it again. Okay. It's a little bit unfair. Why? But, well, it was a particular day of the week when I watched it. Oh, okay. Well, you were already negative. No, not that day of the week. <laughs> well, all right. It was a... I was in a particular state of mind at the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, maybe you should watch it not in that state I watched it on Tuesday, April 20th. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I want to know your, your take on this then. Um, but no, it was... Uh, it was... I, I don't have strong opinions about it. It was what it was. And that's how I feel. Like, it like wasn't I, anything amazing. It it's wasn't a monster bad. movie. I, I do have some opinions on it. I mean, I heard a lot of real... I think my opinion going in was colored negative because it's gotten terrible, pretty bad reviews. Yeah, but the only one you need to worry about is mine. Well, it got pretty bad reviews, mostly about, like, the human element, right? Well, right, but that's it doesn't matter. I guess, but it wasn't that bad, like, the human element. Like... I was sitting there struggling to find all the negative. Like, I listened to several podcasts where they talked about it, and people were just lighting it up. They're like, yeah, it's fine for a monster movie, but the humans were terrible. It was so ridiculous. I'm like, what What are you expecting? Is this Oscar-worthy acting of people that the are supposed to have... The acting was fine. Like, I didn't have any fine. issues with the human story. No, there really are none. Yeah. And it doesn't matter... You're only there to watch Godzilla versus Kong fight each other and whatever monster is there too. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I didn't come it's a to hokey it. story. There's no doubt about it. Yes. It's a dumb hokey story. It's fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was a popcorn flick. It wasn't a great popcorn flick. It was fine. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it more. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in depth. Um, so that's it for this week. I, unless you got anything else, I got nothing. Um, Jacob Sippet says Dogecoin boys. Yeah, that's what I said. It's blown Jerry up. owns some Dogecoin, so don't you? I do. There you go. What platform did you buy that on? <sighs> I'd have to look it back up. I don't even know what it's called. Um, it's on my phone. It's not Coinbase. I know that. I don't know. I haven't even looked at mine. I bought a thousand dollars worth when it was like uh, four cents. What is it now? Way more than that. What? 
I, I don't even know. I'd have to look it up, but you've gained a lot of money. How much money? Like a million. Seriously? No, not even close. Am I a millionaire? <laughs> no. No, it's raised a lot, but it was so small to begin with that like the increases are huge, but yeah, yeah, you've gained money. What is Dogecoin worth right now? Let me look. What is Dogecoin worth right now? 28 cents. So you've gained 24 cents per dollar. Yeah. So... If I bought it at four cents and it's worth twenty-eight cents, that would be time. What's four times what is close to twenty-eight? Four times five is twenty. Mm-hmm. Four times six, 24. twenty-four. Four times seven, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. There you go. So it's seven times. So I have seven thousand dollars. Probably. Oh, man, I didn't actually buy a thousand dollars. Oh, the I was gonna say. <laughs> I didn't think you did. No, I didn't. I, didn't I don't. I own Ethereum. I own some uh, Ripple. I own some, uh, which has gone up quite a bit. I own some uh, Bitcoin, some Bitcoin Cash, a lot of Ethereum. Mm-hmm. I own some Litecoin. You're doing well. Nothing crazy. But it's all been positive. Yeah, I was thinking about just selling it all the other day and be like, I'm done with this. You could. Just kind of over it. I am too, to be honest. I, really <laughs> I just do. don't really care anymore. There's so many things. Like, I know there's what? a million ways to make a lot of money, but but you have to be like all in and one thing at the right time. And I'm just not. No just, one said. Oh my gosh, we have so much stuff. Um, by the way, what episode on what Amazon will do with the next Lord of the Rings season? Oh my gosh, we'll talk about that next week because we get there's a lot of information out on that. Oh yeah. Um, Nolan says, I'm going to take a picture of a burn on my leg and make $700,000 as an NFT. Listen, (laughs) Listen. I know some guys that are in NFTs real big. And no, I'm, I I think they're making a lot of money on them. Really? I think it's bullshit, but yeah, it doesn't change the fact that people are making a lot of money. money. All right, guys. I think we got to wrap it up. We got to work tomorrow. I got to plant some corn. Yep. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya.